RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm out as well. The headlines. Top microbiologist Jin Kuo Young warns the coronavirus crisis is getting out of control in Hong Kong. A man is sentenced to jail for violating home quarantine order. And employers want to scrap pedestrian areas across the city to stop migrant helpers from gathering. Top microbiologist Jin Kuo Young has warned the coronavirus spread has already gone a bit out of control in Hong Kong. The warning comes as the number of cases in the city rose to more than 640 yesterday from just over 350 last Monday. As Francis Sip reports, an infectious disease expert also warned of a surge in new cases. Dr. Ho Park learns that Hong Kong's medical system had reached a brink and it was possible the city could soon record over 100 new cases a day. The head of the University of Hong Kong Center for Infection urged authorities to take a zero-tolerance approach to violators of new social distancing measures, saying Hong Kong is out of time to give warnings to offenders. He said moving stable patients out of hospital could be a way to free up space, but they should be sent to quarantine centers and not back home. Meanwhile, a top microbiologist said the coronavirus outbreak was out of control in Hong Kong, with a number of infected people possibly living in the community. Professor Yun Kwok Yung from the University of Hong Kong said infected people with mild symptoms were often not identified, since Hong Kong didn't test enough people. A 31-year-old man has been sentenced to three months in prison for giving a false address to avoid being sent to a quarantine camp, becoming the first person in the city to be jailed for violating a home quarantine order. Timmy Sung has the details. Sing King Kong Kai has pleaded guilty to violating a home quarantine order and providing a fake address. The fan in court heard that he gave the false address to authorities when he crossed the Shenzhen Bay border control point early this month. He was intercepted days later when he attempted to leave Hong Kong and was sent to a quarantine camp. In mitigation, the defendant said he's been homeless in recent years and wanted to cross the border to visit a friend. He said he gave the fake address of a youth hostel because he did not want to be sent to a quarantine camp. Passing sentence, acting principal magistrate Don So said the behaviour of the defendant was selfish and went against the city's efforts to control the spread of the coronavirus. Two men have also been sentenced to jail for trying to leave Hong Kong during their two-week home quarantine period. Xia Yongyu was given his 10-day jail sentence. He attempted to go to Shenzhen last month, several days after returning to Hong Kong. Wang Yikeng was sentenced to six weeks in prison for leaving Hong Kong via the cross-border bridge during his home quarantine period. A group representing employers of foreign domestic helpers wants the government to abolish pedestrian areas to prevent maids gathering in large groups on their day off. Joanne Choi, convener of the support group for Hong Kong employers with foreign domestic helpers, told an RTHK program that some helpers were determined to go out on their day off despite some being offered compensation to stay home. A member of the restaurant trade says patronage has reduced by 50% since social distancing measures took effect on Saturday night. Under the measures, eateries must reduce the number of tables and space them further apart to prevent the possible spread of the coronavirus. Gordon Lam from the Small and Medium Restaurant Federation told an RTHK program that some small restaurants couldn't even reach half their capacity because tables had to be one and a half metres apart. Howard Chan, the Deputy Secretary for Food and Health, said authorities monitored around 3,000 restaurants yesterday to ensure the rules were being followed. 
The hospital authority will, in, will introduce more than 400 isolation beds in the coming weeks to ease the tight supply caused by a recent surge in imported coronavirus cases. His chief executive Tony Coe said more resources could be spared by grouping together patients with mild symptoms instead of having one or two to a room. He also said recovering patients could be moved to quarantine centres or their homes as long as there was little risk of transmission. At this moment, we haven't reached the stage that we need to arrange community care for some of our patients. But we must prepare for different possibilities. In case there's a very quick or sharp increase in the number of cases, we might need to consider some of the patients who are probably well. What they need is really isolation rather than medical care. There's no such thing as zero risk. But the patient is already asymptomatic and the viral is already very, very low. Some of the tests are even negative. They should be very safe, even if they stay in the community. Leshko has decided to cancel this Wednesday's regular council meeting due to the coronavirus outbreak. In a letter to lawmakers, its secretariat said people gathering in the complex for their duties could increase the risk of virus transmission. Police say its Happy Valley station was hit by suspected petrol bombs in the early hours of the morning. Officers say fire also affected a nearby parked car. The case has been classified as arson. The mainland has reported a drop in new coronavirus cases for the fourth consecutive day, as Beijing seeks to stamp out the risk of a second wave of infections by shutting its borders to foreign travellers and cutting international flights. There were 31 new coronavirus cases recorded yesterday, down from 45 cases a day earlier. President Trump says deaths from COVID-19 could peak in the United States in two weeks' time, and he expects the country to be well on its way to recovery by the beginning of June. Speaking at the White House, Mr. Trump also announced an extension of social distancing guidelines until the end of April. Nothing would be worse than declaring victory before the victory is won. That would be the greatest loss of all. Therefore, the next two weeks, and during this period, it's very important that everyone strongly follow the guidelines, have to follow the guidelines that our great vice president holds up a lot. The move was a reversal of Mr. Trump's original plan to open some sections of the country by mid-April. New York State's death toll from the coronavirus outbreak has surged above 1,000, less than a month after the first case was detected in the state. The state reported at least another 250 deaths. The first plane load of Chinese medical supplies has arrived in the United States to help with the fight against the coronavirus. The plane brought gloves, protective gums and masks for distribution in New York, New Jersey and Connecticut, the states most severely affected by the pandemic. A Spanish Air Force plane full of medical equipment donated by the Czech Republic has landed at a military base near Madrid. The supply of 10,000 protective medical suits and 19 respirators has been arranged by NATO. A similar delivery will be made to Italy today. Here's the BBC's Johanna Makas. Both Spain and Italy sent out urgent requests for assistance to NATO's Disaster Response Coordination Centre last week. This is a clearinghouse to match demands with potential donors. The Czech Republic has been quick to respond. The protective suits going to Spain by air, while those sent to Italy have been dispatched by road. This is a little-known and rarely used aspect of the military alliance, which has just welcomed North Macedonia as its latest member. Health Ministry officials in the Netherlands say they've recorded 600,000 face masks imported from China and distributed to hospitals as the equipment failed to meet quality standards. They were part of a consignment of 1,300,000 masks supplied by a Chinese manufacturer. Here's the BBC's Anna Holligan. 
Half of the masks had already been distributed to health workers on the front line. It was only after a number of hospitals decided to have them inspected that the alleged defects were detected. The masks either fitted inadequately or had faulty filter membranes, which are supposed to prevent the virus particles from entering the mouth or nose. China is sending millions of masks all over the world to help combat the pandemic. Three and a half thousand people in the Netherlands have so far been treated in hospital, while 771 have died of the coronavirus. Police in South Africa have rescued 14 workers who were locked in a factory for six days and forced to make face masks for no pay. They arrested the Chinese owner of the Durban-based business, the BBC's Mari Harper reports. A regional minister, Nomusa Dubenkube, said there were no words to describe her anger upon discovering the workers were forced to make hundreds of masks to meet skyrocketing demand. The Chinese owner of the factory has been arrested. Photos show workers on makeshift beds in what appears to be some kind of shipping container. They were locked in day and night for six days. The price of face masks has shot up. In some shops, a single mask is selling for more than $40. Officials in the two European countries hardest hit by the coronavirus pandemic, Italy and Spain, say they believe their countries are at or near the peak of the outbreak. Italy, Italy's deputy health minister said he expected to see a significant drop in cases within 10 days. There have been more than 10,000 virus-related deaths in Italy. A member of the parliament from Milan, Lia Cotapella, said it was vital not to lift restrictions on movement too quickly. If we don't fight the virus, we cannot restart normal economic activity. So we need to be really careful with reopening. I think it's right to start thinking about reopening, but after Easter. And then we will see how to reopen, whether to do selective reopening or regionally or economically. We start uh, thinking about this. Tight new restrictions have been imposed on the movement of people in the Russian capital. The BBC's Steve Rosinger reports from Moscow. Russian officials have made it clear this nine-day break is not a holiday. They're urging the public to stay at home, hoping that this will help slow the spread of the coronavirus. To discourage people from going out, shopping centres, cafes, restaurants and bars have been ordered to shut. Many parks and recreational areas too. Food shops, chemists, banks and post offices remain open. But the mayor of Moscow, Sergei Sabyanin, urged Moscovites not to go to the shops unless in dire need. Local and regional shares have mostly dropped and oil prices took another tumble as fears mounted that the global shutdown for the coronavirus could last for months. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,206. That's 277 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $57 billion. And the US dollar is standing at 107.62 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 60 cents. Now to sports, here's Adam Jung. The resumption of Hong Kong Premier League football is in doubt after the spouse of a kitschy coach tested positive for COVID-19. The 38-year-old woman is one of yesterday's 59 new cases in Hong Kong. 
Kitchi said the coach's spouse returned from overseas on the 18th of March. The coach failed to report that to the club and quarantined at home. As a precautionary move, Kitchi have sent their entire first team and staff to be tested by doctors today, with results expected on Wednesday. The Hong Kong Premier League season was put on hold last week following the closure of government facilities. The Football Association scheduled a meeting with clubs next week to discuss plans for play to resume on April the 13th. This latest development has put those plans in doubt. While football has been suspended in most of the world because of coronavirus, games are still being played in the Belarusian Premier League. Other sports leagues in the country are still operating as usual. The leader of Belarus has dismissed suggestions that his country should enforce the World Health Organization's recommendations on how to stay safe from the coronavirus. Speaking to a reporter at a hockey game, President Alexander Lukashenko claimed that the cold environment of the hockey arena prevented the spread of the virus. It's better to die standing than to live on your knees. There are no viruses here. You haven't seen them flying around, have you? I don't see them either. This is a fridge. Sports, particularly the ice, this fridge here, that's the best antiviral cure. The England captain Harry Kane says the Premier League season should be scrapped if it cannot be completed by the end of June. All professional football in England is suspended until at least the 30th of April. But the Tottenham striker says there needs to be a point where enough is enough. His Tottenham teammate Toby Alderviro says the team will be ready to go if the season resumes. He's been talking about his team's new video training sessions, which start today. I really don't know how it's going to be, but I'm I'm open for it. So uh, that's something nice. That's something after two weeks to 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 try something else. So I'm just very positive. Let's see. Uh, let's be very open-minded about it and then try to let it work. It's mentally difficult to do it on your own. You know, we as a football player, we we do everything as a team. Meanwhile, with the Premier League still postponed and movement restricted in the UK, Tottenham have allowed their players Son Hyun Min and Steven Bergwijn to return to their home countries respectively. Son has returned to South Korea for personal reasons. Bergwijn is going back to the Netherlands as his partner is soon to give birth. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung with the sports there. To end the news, the top stories once again. Top microbiologist Jun Kwok Young warns the coronavirus crisis is getting out of control in Hong Kong. A man is sentenced to jail for violating home quarantine order, becoming the first person in the city to be jailed for breaching the new law. And employers want to scrap pedestrian areas across the city to stop migrant helpers from gathering. And that's the news from RTHK.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. Monday the 30th of March is today's date. Many thanks uh, to James Ross this morning uh, for the morning brew. We do have a busy and exciting program for you. In about uh, 10 minutes or so, we'll be chatting to fitness coach Nathan Solier about how to improve our cardiovascular systems. That's right. If there's a time to be healthy and fit, it is right now. So stay tuned uh, for that. Um, And after 2 o'clock, we're heading over to France for a coronavirus update with Priska Merchandani, uh, who was an RTHK uh, reporter intern here over the summer. And uh, now she's back in France and she will be able to give us an update about what's going on there and how strict uh, are some of the lockdown measures that she's seeing. And uh, finally, after 2.30, it's a bit of trash talk time. uh, And uh, Marcy Trent Long will be speaking to Andy Lee uh, from the Missing Link Polyfoam Recycling Scheme. Um, And uh, they'll be chatting a little bit more about uh, recycling polystyrene. So feel free to get in touch with us between now and three o'clock. Our email address is 123show at rthk.hk. That's 123show at rthk.hk. You can also find me on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And as usual, some great music in the next uh, two hours. This is Jay-Z with Forever Young. In the skies, hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. Are you gonna 